Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning! This is a historic day for our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast. It's where we recap and discuss JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's where we will have recapped and discussed <gasps> all of the animated JoJo's Bizarre Adventure series to date. My god. My god, they did it. They finally did it. Statue of Liberty on the beach. <laughs> There's like one guy there who's like, see, it's the, <gasps> no, it can't be. And then we slowly see the clouds shift away and it's Jorno's face. I don't understand. Well, if the Statue of Liberty is meant to be some symbol of greatness, surely Jorno is You know the I was symbol- doing Planet of the Apes, right? Oh, yeah. And then it, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yep. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. <sighs> what do we do What now? a journey, Nick. What do we do What now? a journey. Hanging out with you for 151 weeks in a row. 152. Oh, there was more than that. There was. There was. Oh boy. It wasn't all in a row because we took some breaks. (laughs) But it's been one week since you looked at me. Oh God. You had to do it, didn't you? You had to make the meme. The meme. But we did it. We did it. We finally did it. And then there's a Statue of Liberty on the beach. Oh no. I was the Statue of Liberty all along. What's that been like? Um, pretty stagnant. You Nick, don't move a lot. Today, we watched the 152nd episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The 39th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part 5 Vento Aurea, covering chapters 592 through 594 of the manga. Weird that this was the order it was written in. Yep. yep. It is entitled Sleeping Slaves. <gasps> because, of course... Fate is a sleeping slave, and Scolippi prays that our protagonists will be sleeping slaves, and that their sleep will be restful. I mean, there's a car alarm going off nearby. There's also a man drilling nearby. Hopefully none of that's getting picked up. <laughs> I love that the first thing you did today was go, oh man, that drill's going to get annoying. I mean, that was here after we'd been like here for an hour. Yeah, but then even... Like, after the 10-minute prep we did, you just got angrier and angrier that a man is doing his job. How dare he? Doesn't he know that I'm recording a podcast? Can't people bend to my will? Yeah. Motherfuckers. Gosh darn. (sighs) Nick, what did you think about the final episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5? Well... Of course, we are fresh off the heels of a climactic confrontation with Diavolo, or the boss. Yeah. And now, some flashback stuff is happening, which retroactively foreshadows kind various of, deaths. I mean, yeah, but what? It's just, it's a bit like a, an episode of, yeah, they're all sleeping slaves that are going to wake up. It's like, we know. We, what? I've got, I've got complicated opinions about this. Yeah. You know, you know I, have, I have very strong op- uh, opinions on prophecy, as you know. Yes. Uh, and I know that, that I've talked at length before about how if you're going to put prophecy in your fiction, there's, you've got to write around the fact that you aren't just... You removing, know. you aren't just predestining everything. Yeah, uh, you've got to like take the time to justify that, and you've got to do your groundwork to actually make it good. Mm. Uh, or I suppose Game of Thrones style, make it all very symbolic and unpredictable. Mm. And then this one, I'm not really sure how I feel about it because it's very blatant as to what's going to happen, but we also only find out about it after it happens. <laughs> Well, I mean, one of the things is they can change it by, you know, doing things to the thing. But then the changes created the fiction that we saw. 
So it's like we already knew what was going to happen. So it's all Mister's fault. Oh, it had nothing to do with what we saw. Mm-hmm. It was all about the stone, the bad luck stone, which all of us have in our own lives. Mm, mine's over there. Mine is a friend. Oh, I touched it. It's welling up my hand. You know, mine's a friend of mine, Liam. Mm -hmm. A Patreon, if you will. Who I have to shout out both contractually and not contractually. Because deep down in my heart, I feel contractually obliged to mention on this episode as a Patreon reward. Skip to the end. Miles Morales, Um, 06. Oh, okay. Of course, the sixth Miles Morales. Exactly. uh, Hereditary title passed down from successor to successor, Mm. much like Zorro or the Dread Pirate Roberts. No, I feel like... Or the Batman. I'm hoping that I haven't messed up my shout-outs because it feels familiar, this Miles Morales, but it might also just be because I watched the new Spider-Man movie a while ago. Spider-Man, Enter the Spider-Verse. Which was insanely good. Yeah, that's a good movie. Good it's animation stuff. Good, uh, good plot, writing. Good dialogue. Yeah. Uh, of course. Good music. Great Nicolas Cage role. Oh, amazing. King of Kings, known for his neo-shamanistic acting style. <laughs> I mean, didn't he try to become a jellyfish at one point? I wouldn't put it acting? past him. And he was like, I need to believe what an Of course, famously, be. there's that on-set photo from Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance, mm-hmm. uh, in which he plays the Ghost Rider, oh. the man who's a big flaming skeleton. Yep. Uh, and that's all obviously green screen CGI stuff. But uh, on the set photos, Nicolas Cage had still painted his face to look like a skull. <laughs> Amazing. Incredible. Oh. We cannot really top Nicolas Cage. Unless, of course... We're talking about Miles Morales. Miles Morales, of course, is the Spider-Man who took over from Peter Parker after he was murdered in the Ultimate Spider-Man series of comics. Mm. Uh, He's Spider-Man. He's got spider powers. And he also has the power to, like, nerve shock people. Yeah. It's like an electrocution thing? It's like Spider-Venom shit, Uh, you know? Sick. But it, like, manifests as electrocution. Yeah. And he's Spider-Man and he's Miles Morales 06 and he's our patron. I feel very special. I feel... Nothing. I feel... Oh, okay, alright. <laughs> Nick. Yes. Sleeping Slaves. That's the name of the episode. Oh, I was wondering why I had that written down. <laughs> I get it now. We open right on up mm-hmm. uh, with the opening. Everything is much as we know it from the last couple of episodes. Yep. Uh, we do get some sound effects in the um, Giorno Giovanna Gold Experience Requiem Bonus Bonanza sequence. Mm-hmm. Which is... Really weird sounds. Just like, you know, the usual sound effect stuff. Yeah, but it's just... Things shattering, things cracking, things going... Can you just do that again for me? Damn. I'm not a performing monkey. But then why are we here? We're in the elevator. Guido Mister is there. Scolippi, the sculpture, is there. And uh, he's looking out ominously like a... Hello, child. Kind of... No. (laughs) He's looking out ominously like, Oh, who's this fucking asshole? (laughs) In my Who's... elevator that I live in. But this is my elevator. That I barely leave for this entire episode. But my elevator is this one and you can't come turn- in here. What if it turned out that a secondary feature of his stand was that like superfly? He was trapped living in this elevator. <laughs> oh my god. You can free me from the elevator. No I can't. My gun power is very limited. <laughs> I can mostly just shoot myself. Why haven't you tried shooting our way out of the elevator? Oh, well it's not that simple. See bullets kill people. 
so Mister's like, "Are you the sculpture? What sculptor? What's your deal?" And then he, the guy goes to move, and Mister immediately shoots him in the hand. He's like, "Are you the sculptor?" He's like, "Don't try anything." And he does a cool kick here, where he kicks the elevator door and then wedges open. It's just like kind of casually leaning back in the doorway, like, "Hey, what's up? I'm Guido, Mister." He's like typical. Mafia I suppose guy. you're wondering how I got here. Well, you see. A couple of days from now, I'll meet a man named Giorno Giovanna, and we'll go on a fantastic, bizarre adventure. And then at the end of that bizarre adventure, I'll think back to these very events, and that's how I got here. But why did you shoot me? Now, I can tell you're a stand user, so uh, I'm on guard, so if you don't just fucking do everything that I want, I will shoot you in the eyes. But you've already shot my hand! Yep. That's gonna take months to heal! So, um... I'll never draw again! <laughs> he's not a, not a drawer, he's a sculptor. I'll never sculpt again! Basically, uh, Mr. is doing a lot of classic, like, mafioso interrogation mm. things in this bit. Shoving he's, him up um, to the wall. At one point he puts the gun in his mouth. He's just being a general mafia lord. Being all like, hey... I come here, you give me the answers, okay? I ask you the question, you tell me the answer. So he's like, who are you? I'm very concerned about the florist's daughter. Why were you following me before? And then uh, the guy is like, are you a cop? You have to tell me if you're a cop. No, no, a cop wouldn't be interested in the florist's daughter. They've already closed that case. Mm. Otherwise it's entrapment. Mr. What? Kicks him really hard. <laughs> I'm asking the questions here, mate. I'm good cop and these are my six bad cops. This is number one, number two, number three. Where's number four? You shut your face. All right, I'm asking the questions. <laughs> Answer my questions. Don't say or do anything else. And that you better believe that bloody includes lying to me. <laughs> and then he slams um his gun into number seven on the elevator buttons. And he's just like, chink, 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 chink. In Australia, we call them lifts. Oh, do we? Sometimes. Oh, oh okay. Is it not lifts in... Italy? It's not in America, which is where most of our listeners oh, live. Oh, what do they call it? Elevator. Oh, but what do we call it? Lift. Oh, but I thought and lift, lift is, of drink. course, a, yep, a pop beverage, not unlike uh, Solo. Solo. Uh, fizz so you can slam it down fast. And Solo is, of course, um, one of the better Star Wars movies. Ah, excellent. Also good Star Wars is The Mandalorian. Hello, welcome to JoJo's World, our Star Wars podcast. Still haven't watched it. Liam! I only just got the internet back this week. Oh, man. So one question at a time, alright? Are you in a gang or some organisation? I mean, I can find out later, but it's just going to make things much easier if you tell me now. But you shot my hand! I don't want to talk to you! He doesn't sound like that at all. He's He's actually quite... He looks like anime Jesus. Yeah, he's got a sort of semi-wreath bandana Yeah, he's got a sort of crown of thorns thing going on. Uh, Let's talk about Scalipi. He's got... Okay, so he has a lot of things going on. He's got purple hair. Quite, like, faded purple hair. And it's, like, almost bangs. Mmm. Mmm, yeah. Very bangy. And then on the back of his head, he's got, like, like a laurel wreath thing. Thing. Headband. I don't know if it's a headband or a wreath, but it's one of those two things, and it's easily mistakable for the other. Piercing green eyes. Uh, He's got dog tags. I think. Or like just like metal metal tags or tabs on his shirt. Yeah, and then they're also on his back as well. Mm. Which is very weird, because how would you sit in a chair easily? But hey, whatever. You make it work. This is JoJo's. 
Uh, and he's also got blood on his face for most of this episode because Mister's beating him up. Oh man! Scolipi is named after the Italian meat dish scallopine. What in the world is scallopine? I feel like that reaction wasn't warranted. Its main ingredients are meat, either beef, veal, or chicken, wheat flour, and Redux sauce. So nothing to do with scallops. No. Every time you mention a dish, I am blown away at the fact it's not at all what I thought it would be. Of course, um, the, the popular dish, the veal scallopini, gets a pop, it's a frequent shout out on the Auntie Donna podcast by uh. Italian sketch comedian Mark Bonanno. Of course he would. But I thought he loved Domino's. No, that's, um, that's, that's Zach Ruane. Ah, of course. Who has very strong feelings regarding Domino's. And its CEO, Don May. <laughs> and its direction as a company. Auntie Donna are good guys, listen to them. My god. Scalipi. Scalipi. (laughs) Veal Scalipi. Scalipi? He's a sculptor. He's Italian. That's all the facts that Jojo has about him. (laughs) The Jojo wiki fails us yet again. Which is why our listeners come to us for more insightful I mean, he's kind of a non-entity, right? Mr. just beats him up for exposition. That's true. So he's basically beating him up in this elevator. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yo, what's going on with this stone? Why is it shaped like Bucciarati? Do you know Bucciarati? What do you know about Bucciarati? I'm just a sculptor. I'm I'm, I'm not famous, but uh, but I make a pretty healthy living, if I don't say so myself. That's fair enough, fair (laughs) enough. Do you want anything? I've got like some some urns. Smacks him in the face. (laughs) What do you know about Bucciarati? I've had this ability since I was a child. Yeah, tell me about this ability, punk. (laughs) Well, I got it when I was a child. Uh, see, I, um, I'm, I've never met this Bucciarati guy. I don't even know his name. Is that him? And he points at the, um, smack him in the head. What do you know about Bucciarati? Oh, you're not going to like my answer. You see, the rock moves on its own ever since I was a kid. No control of it. It wasn't following you. It was following Bucciarati. Lies. All lies. Do you want me to make it so you can never hold a chisel again? Bucciarati's far away from here, you asshole. And the guy's like, no, no, let me see him, please. And like, Bruno shoots him, uh, Mr. shoots him. Yeah, Mr. shoots him in the other hand. Yeah. And he's like, all right, punk, listen up. Tell me about the florist's daughter. Did you kill her? What are you after? And he's all like, no. Nah. <laughs> he shot me. <laughs> no, nah, I, I didn't, I and didn't then, do any of that. Then the rock is gone. And we see oh, like an yeah. oily sheen and some rubble where it was. Where'd the rock go? What did you do with the rock? How are you controlling it? I said don't do anything funny. No, you don't understand. You see, the famous Italian sculptor Michelangelo was my favourite Ninja Turtle. Ah, as it so must be. He's a party dude. (laughs) He's blue, like me. He's orange. He's orange? He's the orange turtle. Who's blue? Leonardo? Yeah, the boring turtle. Oh, Donatello must have been purple. Yep, he does machines. Ah, and of course Raphael. is cool but rude. Yeah. And Casey Jones is also up in the mix. He's got a hockey stick. Yep. And a hockey mask. April O'Neil reporting live from Jojo's World. Are we April Michelangelo O'Neil? said that he doesn't imagine any sc- statue when he starts to sculpt the marble block. Sorry, Michelangelo doesn't speak without attitude. Yes, he does. He's a party dude. Yeah, so he's all like, Michelangelo would have said, Hey, every stone has its own story to tell, man. He would have been like that, wouldn't he? It is the task of the sculptor to discover it. Believe it. 
Hey, anyone got any pizza? I've got pizza. You want some pizza? Cheese. It was like Michelangelo said, the ultimate statue already dwells within the stone as its destiny. Michelangelo was an artist who could see the shape of that statue and brought it to the fore, just like we were talking about a week or two ago, mm. for uh, some reason. Ah, yes. Michelangelo, the party turtle bonanza. <laughs> Is this a bad episode? I don't know. I mean, the episode itself, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think you got that when I was like... That's the end? Is is this the end of the episode? And you were like, just a smirk on your face. And then we got to the very end and I was like, that was it? That was the whole episode? You're like, yep, that's it. That's part five, baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, oh, the statue was Bruno Bucciarati gushing blood from his chest. And the guy's like, yep, don't know if it'll take days or months, but that's destiny. That's how he's going to die. Do you ever accidentally cut yourself with like a little, a little knife cut? And you're like, ooh, didn't mean to do that. Oh, well, that's destiny. <laughs> okay, tell me how you got there. Well, okay, if this guy's all like, you know, it's destiny that everything happens how it should be. That's destiny. If that's his, like, mode of thought, does he just sit around? Well, he is specifically talking about a magical rock that accurately predicts how people die. Yeah, but, like, at some point, that must also, like, feed into his psyche of, like, oh, we can't escape destiny. So if he, like, did something by accident, he's like, oh, that's destiny. Not my fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not culpable. <laughs> oh, I'm oh. not responsible for my actions. I'm oh, just shit. a sleeping slave. Murder Why am I doing oh. this? Why am I doing this? <laughs> ah, stop hitting yourself. Stop. Oh, that's destiny. Oh, well. God, those bullies must have loved him at school. Looks into the camera and that's destiny. <laughs> oh, no. So he doesn't know if it'll take days or months, but like, we're all slaves to fate. That's the meaning of my ability. Rolling stones. Mm. Nick. Yes. Hirohiko Araki <gasps> had this to say about the stand, Rolling Stones. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. The story of Michelangelo influenced me. He didn't plan out his sculptors, sculptures as he carved. He saw a figure that was already inside the rock. It was nice how the story ended on a trailing note, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, God. So, wasn't it nice how the story just kind of ended? So let me get this right. Araki is proud of how... It was nice. It was nice how it just petered out in absolutely no direction whatsoever, <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it nice? Wasn't it nice that I really brought it back to this... Wouldn't it be nice if things just ended... <laughs> Oh no! Oh boy. And you would say that's destiny. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's a good ref. I mean, sure, why not, Araki? <laughs> what? My favourite part of that is that this is in the note for the stand. Yeah. It's like nowhere else would it be mentioned. Isn't it nice that it just sort of ended? You know, isn't it nice that it just trailed Didn't off? Didn't everyone like that? This is in the stand note. It's like, yeah, Michelangelo said this about this stand. Um... Isn't it nice that the story just ended? Isn't that cool, guys? <laughs> so Scolipi keeps telling us how um, that if Bruno touches the rock, now that it's taken on his form, it will grant him a painless death. Okay. Uh, so Scolipi wants that to happen because suffering bad. Uh, yep. and fate is inevitable. Yep. Uh, and also he wants to get to Bruno to, to do him the honour of hearing his final words. Right. Question. Yep. The, the stone, mm -hmm. like the big rock, yep. is currently in the form of being exploded. Like Bruno is literally gushing blood yep. from his front. Yep. 
How is that not suffering? That's not what's going to happen to him if he touches the stone. Oh. That's what's going to happen to him when King Crimson puts his hole through his chest. His hand through his chest. I get it. And thus, if he doesn't either change the shape of the stone or... We don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. But basically, that's what's going to happen to him. Mm -hmm. And he just wants to hear his final words. Yeah. So... Because he's a sculptor. (laughs) Yeah, sculptors love hearing things. I love sculpting fate. That's destiny. Uh, so Mister's like, oh, you want to talk about destiny, huh? Check it out. Three bullets in my gun. And this, he keeps going with the interrogation, like, tell me how I can change fate. <laughs> Click. Come on, tell me, tell me. There's, a, there's a nothing more I can do. Oh, yeah? Well, let me put the gun in your mouth. Click. Here we what? go. We're doing this, baby. This is incredible. The rules of probability would dictate that that happening was very slim. And yet, mm-hmm. it's happened. The forest had a hard time walking, didn't he? He doesn't know it, but he's got a disease in his internal organs. It's Uh, the early onset signs of it. He'll survive, though, because when his daughter died, her organs were preserved mm -hmm. and would be used as transplants for him. Okay. She found out about her father's fate from the rock and her own fate that she, too, would contract the disease. I see. So she accepted the rock... Accept mm. the rock. Except wow. Accept the rock, Jono. For those who are about to accept the rock, <laughs> we salute you. Accept <laughs> the rock, quiz boy. <laughs> I don't want to accept the rock. Oh, come on. It's not even that big of a rock. Just accept the rock. Accept the rock, quiz boy. <laughs> the rock allowed her to die without suffering and without crushing her organs. Now, if I remember right, mm-hmm. the rock came crashing down on her. Like a big rock. When she jumped off the... The building. Yeah. Now, would that really have meant that the... the... Now, Nick, what you're forgetting here is it is a magic rock. Oh, I get you. So rules are meaningless now. Yeah, because it's magic. Oh, stand powers. (laughs) Bizarre. Often when we talk about, like, it's just like that because magic in this show, I think about that one episode of The Simpsons. Um, It's the one... It's the future one where Lisa almost gets married to that British guy. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they're talking about how, like, how much easier... Technology in the future has gotten. Yeah. And he says something like, Life has gotten so much easier ever since they invented magic. <laughs> I think uh, about that a lot. Oh man. He's fight he's done three clicks now. Mm-hmm. Uh, mathematically speaking, this next bullet must be a killing shot in I this guy's mouth. Because probability doesn't just become impossible. You have to have a bullet next, right? Because there are three bullets and six chambers. Mm. Mm. Uh, so he's like, you got some nerve talking about that after you killed her, you piece of shit. Click. Nothing happens. That's destiny. Mister, the bullet was a dart. It misfired. What? And number six is like, that bullet was number five's responsibility. Or whoever it is. That bullet was number five's responsibility. Now I'm going to bully him for the rest of the series. What? Why do I always get the fucking bully blame? <laughs> I can't die yet for the rock has yet to carve my death. <laughs> Can I just say, mm-hmm. IRL, if The Rock... Dwayne Johnson has yet to Dwayne carve Johnson, my death. If he was to carve my death, I would legitimately be like, I can die happily now. And he'd probably look at me, give me like a little eyebrow he up. Would smolder at you. And he'd be like, can you smell what The Rock is killing? And I'd be like, is it me? And you, you'd be like, I'd give that line like a C plus, Dwayne. And then he'd come at me and just pulverize my head in with his giant he'd arms. He'd cacuine you. Exactly. He'd absolutely cacuine me. And then at some point, Jason Statham would be there. 
We'd so, get like a Fast and Furious spinoff. Mister's like, oh yeah, well, what do you think the the odds are that I'd get two duds in a row? And Scalipi's just like, no, I can tell because Destiny, you no longer have any intent to shoot me. Now that may be the case, but I think if I were Mister in that position <laughs> and this guy was smugging it up at me, that sentence might change my mind. <laughs> that might make you just go, he knew what I was thinking. Better shoot him. Well, fuck that guy. <laughs> So Mr. Indeed doesn't have intent to shoot him, mm-hmm. but he does have strong intent to pistol whip him into unconsciousness. <laughs> and uh, he does so. Yeah. Is he messing with me? Oh, he, um, he runs outside the elevator and he, he calls and Fugo answers and he's like, Hey Fugo, tell Bruno that the sculptor is a stand user. And he keeps talking about Bruno Bucciarati, but I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> This entire section is just, what do you know about Bucciarati? I don't know anything about Bucciarati. Fugo, I'm just in the car, you know. And then eventually just... Like, Bucciarati went there. Haven't you met up with him yet? And Mr's like, what? And then we see Bucciarati down in the lobby. Fugo, I need to find him. What's his number? Mr, what's wrong with you today? You called me on Bucciarati's number. This is his phone. Oh my god. That means Bucciarati's in the building. That's what I just told you. Back down into the elevator, and he's he picks up the unconscious body of Scalipi, and he's he's flinging him against the walls like, "Hey, wake up, wake up! Tell me how I stopped the rock. I'm starting to understand what you were saying. Please, please, just tell me how I can save Bruno Bucciarati's life. For you see, I was but a mere social outcast, oh, God. serving a sentence in prison for killing a bunch of thugs who were sexually assaulting a woman." Scalipi rolls his eyes. Bruno Bucciarati took me in. And, and made me part of his community. And he is our leader and I respect and love him. Well, I've got three words for you, mister. That's a destiny. <laughs> but seriously, if you like change the shape of the rock or, you know, you get him to Des- not touch you it. you destroy it. If you destroy it, I mean, then- I've never seen anyone do it. But hey, you can try. You've got weird magic powers, mm-hmm. apparently. What's a stand, by the way? I've never heard of this stand. Oh, and before he ran back in, he, sh- he fired a bunch of shots to get the Sex Pistols go looking for um for Bruno. Bruno. And at this point, they're like, we found him. Number one found him. He's on the seventh floor. The stairs, mister. He used the stairs. And mister, having just set the elevator back down to the ground floor, is like, fuck me. I was just at level seven. <laughs> this is the worst day ever. Um, so he fires a bunch of shots through the elevator ceiling. Cut to Bruno, who's on the stairs, and he's like, Hey, a rock. I, I feel uh, oddly tempted to... It looks like me dying a grisly death. This this is I'll my rock. reach down and touch, touch the, the rock. But before he does... Sex pistols break into that rock. Shoot it down the stairs, and like it's down at the bottom of the stairs. They're like, we did it! Its shape is falling apart. And then it starts to like bleed a heap of gross mud. Like grey goo? Yeah. And uh, Bruno's all like, Sex Pistols, what the fuck is going on? That's great and all, but I think we might have made things worse. And then it starts jumping up the stairs. Like weird, liquidic rock jumping. It's running, or it's jumping, and Bruno's just standing there being like, is that a stand? What's going on? Which is what he does for like the remainder of this sequence. (laughs) Um, It tries to attack him by like jumping at him, and Bruno's all like, sticky fingers, come at me. And, uh, but everyone's like, no, don't touch it. And he's like, what? But then just he's about to, three more gunshots and it is blasted away because Bruno got out the lift early and ran up the stairs. True uh, that. Mr. I mean, rather. Yeah. And now he's, uh, he's up at the seventh level, question mark? He's where he needs to be, at least. Very impressive running. He's like, run, if you touch it, you'll die. I'll explain later, just run. And Bruno's like, is that a stand? 
I said run, man. It's dangerous. Oh, okay. Should I touch it? No, don't touch the fucking stand. Oh, it's a stand. Is it a stand? And it melts through the floor. I'm like, oh man, these stairs are dangerous. Too many areas of approach for a thing that can melt through walls. We've got to find another way down. You, let's go up. Quick, go up, go up. And then it's forming in the ceiling. And Bruno's like, what's going on? I don't understand. And it's forming in the ceiling above him and it falls. And then like, oh, there it is. Better zip. Get through this wall. So uh, Bruno zips outside the main wall and now he's leaning out off the edge. Yep, and it's straining to get through his zips and mm. he sees his own face like pressing through. Here's Bruno, I'm oh, made of no. stone. Right as it seems, all hope is lost. The rock slowly encroaching upon Bruno's beautiful face. Literally falling down to crush him. Uh, we see... Without suffering. Oh, I get it. Because he won't suffer. Because it's magic. Yep. Mister's hands shoot down and grab it. And uh, we see him going, it can't kill you if I change its shape. And if I grab it on the way down to the ground floor, which will kill me in the process. I assume. Then it'll change shape and then you won't die yet. By the way, I'm falling. <laughs> and he's falling and the rock tries to wiggle out of his hands and he's like, oh no you don't. Don't he get out of there. smashes it into the, the wall as he's falling and he falls and just as he's about to fall to his death, uh, Fugo's car happens to pass underneath and he lands on the soft, soft, hard metal car roof. <laughs> and he's all like, oh. That's teaching us the origin story of when they were all going down to the marina to hire a yacht and they were like should we take the car and Fugo was like no Mr. Ruined the car do you remember that? No but that so uh, just after Jono joined them and they're going to find Polpo's treasure yeah there's like some conversation about how Mr. Ruined the car on the last job and Mr.'s like that wasn't my fault oh my god what? the origin story holy shit <laughs> Araki, good writing out of 10. Yeah, I gotta give him props for that bit. God damn. So, um, yeah, Fugo is in the car. Yep. Um, we don't see him yet, but Mr's all like, I did it. I broke the rock. I guess that what the sculptor said was true. And because my death hadn't been carved, I'm functionally immortal. That's I guess, I guess if my death hasn't been carved, then I can start employing some really risky strategies with regard to gunplay. Uh, because it won't matter if I shoot myself six to 25 times in the next couple of days because my death was not carved. The sculptor's just there. That's not what I meant. That's not how I, it works. I meant like as in if the rock hasn't carved that guy specifically but has carved someone else, uh, that guy specifically will die in that... That's not... I'm not saying death doesn't happen. I'm not saying only one person ever dies at a time. Uh, and yeah, man, just like, don't go that way. I am functionally immortal. So Fugo's like, what the fuck, mister? You left your tape recorder on the car seat, so I was coming back and you fall in my car? For fuck's sake. He's so angry at mister these couple of episodes. Man, Fugo's got I anger mean, problems. Yeah, he does. He does. Bruno is just casually zipping his way down the wall. Like, what chain of coincidences led to this? Oh, God. Just that sentence in of itself makes me so happy. And uh, Mr. is like shambling over and talking, being like, okay, it should all be okay now. And we just see in the background, like, Fugo, like, desperately pulling himself out of this car wreck. Just like, oh, my God. Oh, so good. It's just such a good little touch in the background. 
Oh, man. So they're all just talking and they're trying to get sense out of Mister of what just happened. But he's not the smartest guy and he's probably got a concussion. So he's not making a lot of sense. He's sort of like, oh, man. The guy so, explained everything clearly so and concisely. The sculptor kind of did it, but kind of not. Uh, he's probably going to be in hospital for a few months, though. Mister, what are you talking about? Was it an enemy or not? Was it suicide or not? Explain to us clearly. But, like, that's kind of it, you know? Like... Is anything clear anymore? <laughs> yeah. Like, he said some stuff, but I'm trying to figure out in my mind, and I don't know if I am. And while they're talking, there's, like, frequent cutaways to, like, the dust that was the stone at their feet. Hmm. And uh, uh, they're just sort of walking off being like, what the fuck, mister? Just say it. Bruno's like, okay, I'm going to look into Bleaky Eye Luca, because if I... Oh, yeah, Mr. Volunteers. Mm. And Bruno's like, no, I'll do it, because if you do, it'll take me days to figure out what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I'll just do it. You two go back to the cafe, whatever. Fugo, talk to Mr. Try to figure out what happened here. <laughs> and Fugo's like, look, Bruno, you know I'll do anything for you. Anything except betray the boss. <laughs> uh, but, like, I don't know if I can get sense out of this piece of shit. Look, Mr.'s got some real problems with speaking right now, okay? Mm. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to have to deal with anything. So we're cut, we, at this point, we cut away to the sculptor, Scolipi, just watching from a window, being like, ah, yes. That uh, is destiny. we do see in the subtitles, um, their overheard conversation, we're like, we'll just get a Barkio to replay it. <laughs> so good. So basically, Scolipi is like, Rolling Stones didn't carve out his destiny. So I guess maybe they're just still sleeping slaves. That one day will awaken. And we see as he's talking, like, the dust of the Rolling Stones blowing away. And it, rather than just being the, um... The Rock of Bruno. The Rock of Bruno, we see the faces of Bruno, Narantia, and Abakio. <gasps> Those are the people that died! Yeah! What?! Uh, but we already knew that. <laughs> so he's talking about like destiny changed and now they shall walk, have to walk a path of hardship and some of them will die. But, but such conviction when he jumped from that roof to destroy the rock. Perhaps these hard times they undergo will have some meaning and they will bring hope to someone else. Just like we saw over the last 30 episodes or so. Yeah. The beginning to some greater meaning. Hmm. Mm. What meaning is that exactly? Because I'm not sure what he oh, means. Oh, it's safeguarding Trish and letting her live a um, ah. uh, wholesome lifestyle and also Jorno becoming the head of the organisation. Yep. And stopping selling the drugs to the kids, ah. which I guess is a net benefit to society. I guess? Question mark? Not that we see any of that. What if the kids were benefiting from some drugs, though? What if absolute power corrupts absolutely and, Bru and Jorno's like... Ah. Oh, well, now that I look at the books, we are kind of heavily reliant on on the income from the drug trade. <laughs> Better keep it going. What if I could get this stone mask working? <laughs> uh, so he's like, yes, uh, I pray that they are sleeping slaves who will find some meaning once they awaken, just like in Bloodborne. Man. That's and, destiny. And there's wind, and we're in the present, and Mr.'s like, come on, Jorno, you need to heal Bucciarati. Hey, Jorno, come on. And then Trish collapses. Uh, and everyone's like, be careful. No, that's not what happens no. next. Hey, Jorno. And then Trish collapses. That's what my notes say. I thought they start sniffing one another. No, that's, that's later. Oh, okay. Never mind. Thank you very much. Touche. Mm -hmm. Notes. Mister's like, what? And then he looks and there's a round rock. <laughs> oh. Where's Trish? Where's Trish? Where's Trish? Jorno's like, Mister, she's right there. And for a second we think, like, does Mister have some sort of altered perception mm. where Trish is the rock to him? But then we hear her voice and she's like, guys, I'm right here. I didn't fall on the rock. I fell on what was behind the rock. What? And the turtle comes out. 
and then the turtle's all like, it's me, Apolnarefu. Don't leave me behind. If you do, it'll take me days to get back to the Colosseum. I'm quite slow now. <laughs> but, but Apolnaref, all of our minds and souls were switched back, and you and the turtle, why? My body's dead. It's just that simple, mister. When my soul was being dragged to hell, I got in the turtle room, and now I live in there. So I guess I'm just gonna chill here as a ghost for a while. Mm -hmm. Don't know how the turtle's soul came back from my dead body, but... Hey, that's a destiny. <laughs> that's a destiny. We're all going to the Colosseum, Polar F. The Colosseum. But his soul. Hard eyes from Jorno. Yeah. Yeah, we know. At this point, Mr. sneaks up on Trish and sniffs her neck, and she's like, Ugh! The fuck is wrong with you? Why are you sniffing me? Sorry, sorry, but just, when we body swapped, maybe you were right. Maybe I do stink. Maybe I'll start using cologne. Hmm. And then she's like, Oh, well, I don't know now. Like, maybe I was just freaked out because it was a stressful situation. Maybe you don't smell weird. Yeah, let me sniff your, like, pecs. Eh, you know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe you don't smell so bad. Your fingers are still weird, though. And then they both just laugh. Yeah, they laugh hysterically and run away. Heartily Three of your heartily. friends died, like, in the last hour, guys. And they're just like, two yeah. in the last hour. But yeah, it was like a day or so, I guess. Yeah, but you know, your fingers are still weird. That's the mafia <laughs> life, you know? You get, used to, <sighs> you get used to callousing up those emotional wounds. That's a destiny. That's a destiny. That's, uh, that's what this all boils down to. <laughs> and so this moment is great because, like, Polnareff is like... What now, Giorno Giovanna? And like the most sinister minor key version of the good music starts to play. And he's got like a, these cold hard eyes and he's like, I'm keeping the arrow. Those who survived must carry on the will of those who did not and must go forward. I will not destroy the arrow. Uh, okay. And Polnareff's like, keep it in the turtle. That'll do, Giorno. Yeah, all right. And Maybe Giorno's like, no, the arrow is mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think Polnareff is like, all right, let's go. And there's golden wind. The golden wind goes up into the sky. To the Colosseum. Ah, uh, yep. Uh, Undercutting an otherwise perfect end note. <laughs> much like the rest of the episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, then there's the end credits. And uh, the only change there is that... Um, the boulder rock like, is there. Instead of being like that generic round plinth at the bottom of the mm. whole proceedings. And of course, I don't know if we talked about it last week or indeed if it had happened last week, but the gold experience at the top of the whole si situation mm. is gold experience requiem. Uh, and it's got like creepy, piercing, terrifying eyes. eyes. You know what it reminded me of today for the first time watching it? What? There was a, an article in the last couple of weeks about how the, um, the, the Ghent altarpiece had been restored. Ghent? Let me pull up a picture. That's G-H-E-N-T. Is this like a piece of art? Yeah, like a Catholic altar piece of art. It's like a, it's like the Lamb of God or something. Okay. And uh, here you can see on the left, it's decayed. The, the original old version. And this is oh what God. it looks like properly oh restored God. with its weirdly human eyes. Why, hello there. I'm Mr. Gent. <laughs> hello, my name's Giorno Giovanna. <laughs> Oh no, Jorno's a sheep now with very luscious lips, I must say. Mm. Like, very accurate. They are definitely that's, sheep's that's lips. That's what the God Experience Requiem in the end credits eyes remind me of. I mean, just in general, that's like Gold Experience Requiem, his face. Yeah. Like, long down bit where his nose is. Weird mouth. Snout nose. Is it is equine sheep or horses? Equine is horses. Okay, I was going to say equine features, but that's not mm. right. 
Uh, then we have a brief post-credits sequence. And it's the bit from the in- yeah. of the intro. We open on those doors from the intro, the doors and windows. The doors that are like... That bit sure. with the doors... I don't it. think that's what that is, but okay. What this is, this is the bit from the end of The Godfather where everyone is kneeling at Michael Corleone's feet and being uh, like, Godfather, and kissing his ring. Oh, basically all of now. the mafia dons of, and, and capos have come to swear loyalty to the new boss, Giorno Giovanna. Who is that? It's Giorno Giovanna. Oh! And our mister and, uh, and Giorno are there. Trish isn't. Do you mean Polnareff? No, Mr. and Jorno are there. Yeah, but Polnareff's there as Polnareff well. Polnareff is also there. Yeah. Trish is not. Trish is not. Uh, but uh, the reason I mentioned Mr. and Jorno, specifically before you cut me off, oh, okay. they've both got their new sinister outfits. Oh. Where, like, Mr. is in, like, all purple, different purple shades, and his hat, coat, and uh, pants. All lighter and yep. kind of and contrast. Jorno was wearing, like, a, uh, a black suit with green ladybug highlights. Ooh. And he's very... Wouldn't it be great to get some some window into his inner mind at this stage? Yeah. To know like how he feels about this or what he intends to do going yeah. forward. Yeah. And then we get part five, fade to white, um, finne. I do have actually a note. Oh. A note from the JoJo wiki. Is this his inner monologue? No, it's um, it's some symbolic objects nearby. Oh. So while I'm while I'm pulling this up, I'll just say while while everyone's kissing the ring, uh, Mister is opening a window and more gold wind flies in or out. Oh, you know, golden yeah. wind, as in the name of this whole part. Oh, <gasps> I get it. Trivia: Jono's outfit in the final scene is taken directly from the cover of Volume Sixty One. So, in the final scene, a brief shot of various objects placed next to the turtle is added. These objects, yellow and white flowers, similar to the ones that Giorno grew from Abacchio and Narantia's bodies, and mm-hmm. a zipper, and a wine bottle of the same brand that everyone of the group drank in Venice. Ah. Symbolising the friends we lost along the way. Right. Neat. Yeah, I want to pull up a picture of um, of Giorno in this scene, actually. Where he looks sinister as fuck. What I, was, what I thought might have been nice that they didn't do. Um, like, mm-hmm. So it's basically his regular outfit. There's like some more like faint like highlights? patterning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And, and green highlights and the gold uh, heart boob window. Mm-hmm. Would have been nice, I th- would think, if he had like, um, for instance, maybe on the bands of his on his wrists there, like maybe some zip cuffs or something. Mm. Like uh, More things of it's, like... It's kind of on the nose, but like Bruno Bucciarati got him here. And like yeah. they were allies in their secret, secret crusade yeah. for the longest time. Well, don't his shoes have zips on them? No, uh, maybe. I mean, Ooh. I'm sure they would have the whole time if yeah. they do now. Because yeah. it's just the same outfit. Mm. It's just a bit of a colour swap with some patterns. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's fine. And Mr. is also there. And Trish, well, that's a story for another time. Is it? Nick, we never see any of these people ever again. Ever? No. Not even Polnareff? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright, sure. That's fine. And that is the end of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 5, Golden Wind. What the fuck? <laughs> I have so many thoughts on this whole part that won't fit into this episode. So Nick, what are our highlights and lowlights for this episode? <sighs> I think my highlight would have to be the 
the rock fading into all their faces. Yeah, that's cool. Where I was like, oh. Oh, there was a really good shot as we, like, symbolically as we transitioned back into the present of, mm-hmm. like, um, all the main characters, which Scalipi has never seen, but mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> it's symbolism. Uh, yep. Like, just walking, like, with their back to him, like, into the future. Mm. That was cool. Was like, like if the I, sun. If I can find that, I'll make this that the episode pick for this one. Nice. What was your highlight? My highlight, I think it was probably the um, the yeah. sequence. <laughs> it's pr- I, I, I do like that last couple of shots, actually. I think mm. they could, the, the story as a whole could probably do with more time in that sort of mm. sequence. But um, It's almost as though you didn't need The Rock and could have just <laughs> had the rest of the episode be about what they're doing now. I, I, I do like The Rock story. I, I think perhaps... You would, you would have to make some pretty substantial rewrites, but I think perhaps, e- even if it was still a flashback, it could maybe be served better being earlier in the story. Yeah. Uh, but say la vie. That's a destiny. That's a destiny. Um, I think my highlight is probably Mr. in the elevator doing the um, the Russian roulette. Yeah. That's just a cool moment that I liked. And, and I, I becomes... liked that at Misfires. Yeah, 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 where it's a dud and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, destiny. destiny. That's a destiny. That's a destiny. Low lights. My low lights. By far, has to be, we return to the future, the end. I'm yeah, like, that's legit. Wh- what? That's it? <laughs> that's all that happens? And then it's like, wait, there's a post-credit. Nope, nope, that's, nope, that's it. Nothing else from these people. The thing that really cheeses me off the fact that we never see any of them again, and, and I'm not going to give any details away on this, but there's a moment in part six mm-hmm. that would have made, like, so much sense for Jorno to appear in. Okay. Uh, and in fact, kind of doesn't make a bit of sense that he doesn't. Right. And and he just, he's not there. And like, why isn't he there? He should be there. <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that. That's a story for another time. Mm. My low light, I think, is probably... Oh, honourable mention in my highlights to learning about the destroyed car. Um, yes. Which is just like, oh my god, he remembers. And, and also Fuko crawling out. A lot of good little moments in this episode, <laughs> I think, to its credit. Oh, so good. Um, but at the same time... My low light oh. is uh, Bruno Bucciarati just standing on the stairs, being told repeatedly to run or he's going to die, and just being like, is that a stand? What's going on? Should I be concerned? I don't understand. Mr. Tell me what's going on. God fucking damn it. God fucking damn it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nick, that brings us to the end of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Vento Oreo. We have entered the dark times. The I'm scared, Liam. I'm really scared, okay? <laughs> I didn't think we'd reach this point, in all honesty. Um, let's talk uh, in a minute about what we're going to do next. Okay. Uh, but uh, I want to ask you, Nick, mm-hmm. what do you think will happen next time... <laughs> Whenever that next time may be. Uh-huh. Uh, and without counting the two upcoming Rohan Kishibe OVAs we'll undoubtedly do before then. Oh my, yes. Um, what will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part six, Stone Ocean, starring Stone. Jolene Cujo Ooh! as herself. Boy, actually having a female protagonist? What the mm-hmm. fuck is this? Okay, I have questions. I may or may not be able to answer them. Number one, am I allowed to know anything else about part six? Spin some stuff and we'll see what okay. I give out. All right, here's what I reckon it might be. Sure. We've had the male guys doing male things mm-hmm. in parts three, 
four and five. Also one and two. Well, one and two was like, it's Jonathan Joestar being a guy. And then everyone else is there. Oh, uh, there were more, more, more ensemble pieces. Exactly. And then, I see what you mean. Yeah. So it's sort of like, you get more connected to the side characters. You're like, oh, Polnareff has powers as well. Yep, and it's yep. like, meanwhile, in the other parts, they were like, I guess Lisa Lisa's cool, but she never shows up again. Yeah. Kind of like how Trish is cool, but yep, never really never does anything. Up so now we've got a female protagonist. What if... It's the same idea of like, you've got a bunch of friends, right? Mm -hmm. I know, I do know that it's set in Florida. Okay. Okay, I know this. Have you seen a bunch of Florida man memes or something? No, you just said one day, it's set in Florida, so I don't think Jorno's going to come back. And I went, oh... Oh, that's disappointing. That doesn't sound like something I would say. Oh, okay, all right. Maybe it was someone else. Oh. Or maybe I did, and I'm wrong. Who knows? All I know is it's set in Florida. Okay. So, ocean. Stone ocean. So, stone ocean reminds me of the stone we just saw in this episode. The rolling stone. The rolling the stone. stone mask. Shit. I forgot about the stone mask. Okay. The red stone of Aja. Fuck! Why are there so many stones in JoJo's? The Angelo stone. Fuck! Jotaro Kujo. A stone figure. <laughs> uh, okay. Stone the pillar man. Born of stone. Fuck! Uh, what about... Okay, Jolene. Am I allowed to know how old Jolene is? She's like the same age as all of them, you so know? like 15, 16? Or like maybe a bit older. Okay. Like 17. But like not a mean, not meaningfully older, you okay, know? Okay, all right. So maybe like 17 years old. She's, is she in high school? Um, I don't know actually. Is she a delinquent? We don't see her go to high school. I, I would characterize her as a bit of a delinquent, yes. Okay, is, so her last name is Cujo. Yeah. Spelt C-U-J-O-H, I believe. Oh, so not Cujo K-U-J-O. I believe so. So not... Not related to But Jotaro? keep in mind, America. Oh, okay. All right. So, hmm. 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 Now, why was Jotaro... Was Jotaro Kujo Jojo? Oh, yeah, because Kujo. Yeah, sound it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kujo in Japanese would come first. So it would be Kujo Jojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in America, spelled with a C. Is it Jotaro's cousin? Huh. Or, or Jotaro's... Like, I, it, okay, so how, how long has passed since part three? Since part three, um... Because it could be... I mean, I think it's a few years after part five, so I think it's in, like, the early 2000s still. Okay, and that happened in the 80s. So that means enough time would have happened for Jodo to unexpectedly be like, well, now I'm interested in women. Now I like... Or am I? Hey, I fell in love with this girl, and then I slept I with fell her, in love and then... With this Polar F and we adopted we adopted Shizuka Joestar I mean, the invisible baby I mean it might be his daughter it might be his sister his sister's kid who's like the yeah true or maybe like Holly had another child that was like oh we got so lucky with another one and Jodoro's like yara yara oh his little sister yeah his little sister and so Holly is like a 60 years old now. That's yeah. not generally safe childbearing age, yeah. but she made it work. But then, you know, Jonah will be all like, why did I have to have a sister this late in life? This doesn't make any sense. I'm a, bi a biologist now? Marine biologist? Yep, I'm a marine biologist and kind of an international super spy. Hmm. Remember how I search, like, three continents for an arrow and fought bad guys along the way? True. And... To be fair, also Koichi is in on this as well, yep. which is great. Is Koichi going to come back? No, <sighs> unless he's in those Rohan OVAs. <sighs> this saddens me. This deeply, deeply saddens me. Um, maybe. Okay, okay. Let's assume it's Jotaro's daughter because then it's like, it's long enough to say like 17 years old. 
Jotaro would have been, what, like 15 in part three? Something like that, 15, 16. Uh, so he would have been old enough to conceive with someone by, you know, fair standards, fair standards by, you know, that point onwards. Um, what? As in like social norm, kind of like storytelling standards. I mean, you know, he was in part four, right? He was in part four, but how old was he in part four? He was like 28. Oh shit. Did he have a daughter at that point though? That's the question. That's the question. We never heard anything. Yeah. So maybe it's his sister. Maybe it's his cousin. I don't know. I don't know. But assume daughter, right? So she is also like a rebellious kind of like, I'm not going to do what you tell me, dad. But this time the dad has a stand power and can be all like... Now, what's Jotaro like now? Is he still a serious bad boy? Has he become a doting parent? Here's what I reckon. Jotaro is... Either he's going to find out Joseph's style that he has a daughter in America. Oh, yes. And, and then he's got to go to America and encounter all their strange cultural ways. Exactly. Maybe along the way in Egypt, some lady was like, Hey, big boy, do you want a good time? And he'd be like... Hell yeah, I want a good time. I'm a bad boy. And then he did it and he was like... Look, he's underage in Egypt. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's a bad boy. <laughs> Terrible. Also, we know everyone in Egypt is like evil when they're around because they were all stand users that were evil. That's how it works. Nick Ballantyne, 2020. Everyone in Egypt <laughs> is evil. I'm going to get quoted on this now. <laughs> Nick, is Joseph up in the mix? I, I think Joseph is dead okay. at this point. Like, it's, if not that, he's so far gone in dementia mm -hmm. that he's living in, like, you know, his old mansion, that old money being like, uh, I want pancakes today. And that will be his life. Oh, yeah. That'll he's be got it. got his living chef, Tony Otrusati. Exactly. Uh, Jodoro will be all like, oh, it's sad to see you like this old man, but you know what? It's kind of this way. All right. Start of part six. Now, okay. So you, you've you've speculated okay. a bit about the setting of it. Yep. So um, okay, we're in Florida. Give me give me give me some wild and crazy idea about what the action is. So, Stone Ocean. Part six. It's gonna be like a more femme cast. Yep. Because we've got the femme protag. She's probably going to have a best buddy friend who's female that they can be all like, yeah, best buds. And then there'll be the not at all romantic interest friend who's a male. Tuxedo mask. Tuxedo mask. Who'll be all like, hey, what up? I'm here for the Meat ride. Meatball head. And oh, no, I see. You mean Brock. Yeah, Brock. Who's just like, yeah, all these girls are great. Don't you agree? And she'll be all like, don't be so lecherous, you fucking moron. Mm -hmm. And then, then he'll be all like, you're right. I should be a better person, I guess. But I still like women. <laughs> and he'll be all like, those and three will be the main three, I guess. They'll encounter, will they go on a road trip or will it be a uh, localized story? It feels like every other one has, well, part four and five have been more local. Part five was a pretty significant I mean, road trip. Yeah, but it's like in Italy. Yeah. And they start in Italy. They didn't have to travel across the world like part three. I suppose or so. Or part two mm -hmm. or part what? No. no, not part one. I mean, they did go to sail to America at the end, if you yeah. want to count that, but they didn't get there. It's not really part of the road no. trip. Um, okay, I reckon it'll be based in Florida. They won't really go anywhere. Can they drive? Am I allowed to know that? <laughs> um, yeah, I believe they can drive. Do they have a means of transport? At some point in the story, sure. Okay. This is a weird question. Yeah. Because of the influence of Stans, yep. and also the Arrow, 
Mm-hmm. And now we've got all this Requiem bullshit that's happening. Which never comes up again, Which as never we comes talked up about. Again. But are we deviating from reality at all? Like, Oh, in this universe, like, 9-11 didn't happen? Yeah, and so, like, things are different. Like, <laughs> Come on, you're just going to no-sell that one? Come on, <laughs> give me something. <laughs> well, like, you know, things like... Al Gore is president. Um, Richard Nixon never got watergated. That would have deviated a long time ago. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know, things like... No, not meaningfully. Okay, cool. So it's still our, like, technology and all that. Yeah. Okay. Apart Mm. from when it's not, you know, like, Nazi super cyborgs or whatever. Yeah, well, this is what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Is that this has happened before. I mean, it's a bizarre adventure. Things are what you expect until they're not. Okay. But there's nothing gonna... Nothing crazy like... No one's got spaceships or anything. Okay, no cyborgs are gonna come out of nowhere and be like, Hey, I'm half cyborg. Don't believe so. You don't believe so? It's been a while since I've read it. I don't believe there are any cyborgs. All right. Uh, How about... There's one guy. (laughs) (laughs) How about we're in Florida. They're at high school. Okay. And it's like a high school drama. No, because that was American style. That was more part four, wasn't it? Ah, shit. Because I don't think Araki's going to want to repeat part four. Mm -hmm. But he also might forget that part four ever happened. Yep. So he might do like another high school Mm drama-esque situation. But it doesn't feel like that. I think think that's... That's enough of spinning your wheels. Yeah. Um, I have two words for you. Oh, here And then we go. I want to immediately move on. Okay, all right. And what we'll be moving on to will be what we're doing next. Okay, all right. Okay, these two words are prison drama. <laughs> okay, so... Um, <laughs> what, you can't just leave me hanging So, um, next week we want to do an episode looking back at the past part five parts of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we do want to do at one point a marathon five-hour rambling session, though I think there's just too much going on in, in our lives right now for that, so yeah. we'll save it for a rainy day in the off-season. We've still got the OVAs that we can do if mm-hmm. they ever come out. The Rohan, Rohan ones. Yep, the Rohan OVAs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then we're going to spend some time with some other different shows, some anime, some not. Mm. Um, we talked about doing that one that we saw on that Twitter video for a while. How However, they were fighting Dracula. And I still definitely want to do that. Yeah. However, given a recent announcement, I would like to put that off for a little bit. Still return to our core competency of battling the Dracula menace. Of course. But I would like to do Netflix's Castlevania series Ooh. because season three of that is dropping in March. Ooh, okay. All right, I'd be down for that. Awesome. Yeah. I did start watching it again recently and it was far more boring than I remember, <laughs> but also it's still good. Yeah. So yeah. Great. So let's do that um, two weeks from now. Next week, we will look it back at Jojo. Excellent. Yeah. And until next time, to, to be, be continued. continued.